from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. You know we appreciate having you on the airwaves every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It is so extremely easy to get to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. All you have to do is go to WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage or go directly to the source, MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. You go there and you click follow, and that'll connect you to the show in two awesome ways. Only members for free can connect with me on the live chat and talk with me during the show. And on top of all of that, you have the opportunity to be emailed every single time the show goes live. So all you have to do as a member of MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT is wait for the email. At 9 a.m., you'll be sent an email, Wake Up Calls Live, click to listen. You open up your email, you click to listen, and it's as simple as that. On the line with me right now is one of my favorite people. It's one of the people that I remember when I talk about the over over a 1,000 people have been on the show. Over a 1,000 people I've been able to converse with in the sports world. This is one of the guys that sticks out. These are one of the people, I mean, he he's one of the guys that always treated me different in the best of ways. Always gave me the benefit of the doubt. Didn't treat me like, well, all the media is the same and so is Dan. Saw me for who I am, knew me for who I am, continues to know me for who I am. And our conversation off the air when we're talking is like we've talked last week. These are the type of people you look for in life. They're the type of people that you appreciate. I know that he knows this, but just in case he doesn't, he's one of my faves. So with that being said, Jerome Smith is on the broadcast, former Syracuse running back. How are we doing, Jerome? Man, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be on the show again. And I appreciate having you here. And and I got to ask you, Jerome, now, I, I got to say that I tell I tell stories about you all the time, only the bad ones. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> but I, I, tell, I tell this story, and one of the stories I bring up a lot is, well, there's two of them, to kind of describe who I am, is that uh, the day that we had the captain show at uh, Destiny USA, with yourself and Mackie McPherson and Jay Bromley and Marquis Spruill, you were sitting to my left, and while I'm while I was on the mic talking, you you whispered in my ear. You said, "You know what I like about you, Dan." And I looked at you. I was like, "What?" And you said, "You don't have a notebook." And I said, "Okay." And you were like, "But everybody's got a notebook. They're always you know they're always looking down at it. Whatever." You said, "You don't have a notebook, but I got to ask you, how do you know what you're going to say to me? How do you know?" what we're going to talk about. And I looked at you and I said, Jerome, the reason why I don't have a notebook, I said, I have questions in my head. I have thoughts in my head going in that I want to get to. But I said, I do this crazy thing in the world that I live in, which is called listening. And that's why I don't need the notebook. I never forgot that you said that to me and that you appreciated the fact that I broadcast in the moment and not by looking down at a piece of paper. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Sometimes about building that relationship on and off the mic, man. That's one of those things I appreciated with you. We didn't always have to talk ball. We talked family before we got on the phone, before we got on air. We talked family, talked ball a little bit. 
And the the other thing about it too that that's that's you know been a lot of fun for me is I I tend to call you and I think I said this to you I'm pretty sure I did but I I called you three words Jerome in in the in the past and what I loved about that was a bunch of people I call it the beehive so there'd be a bunch of media people around you you'd be talking with me laughing with me then they turn them they turn on the lights they turn on the microphone they put the camera in your face and you'd get dead serious. And they'd say, Jerome, take me into that play and how you did this. You'd be like, man, it was a good play. Then they'd say, you know, what did you think about this and that? And you'd say, you know, it, it was good or he's a good player or something like that. Then they would shut the thing off. You would turn and look at me. The lights would go off and you'd be like, what up, Dan? And then we would talk for 20 minutes about something else. So I always called you three words, Jerome, in the sense of I appreciated the fact that you were short and, and, and succinct with everybody. But when it came to me, you always spent that time. We always joked around. You always smiled. And so I knew a different Jerome Smith, and, and I'm proud that I still do. Absolutely, man. Um, over at school, over at Syracuse, they did a really good job at just prepping us for interviews and everything. But, again, like I said, man, you know, we had a different relationship off the mic. We were, you know, we would talk. We would talk about ball outside of what was going on. I appreciated that, man. You never, you know, just throw a mic in our face. You, kind of waited your turn, and then when we got a chance to talk, we talked, and that's the important stuff, man, we still, you know, people still human beings, they still want the respect to just waiting their turn and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. It goes a long way, Dan, man, it goes a long way. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I obviously appreciate our connection. I got to ask you before we get into Syracuse, you're a Cowboy fan. The Cowboys play... I mean, I, I am not a Cowboys fan, man. Once I played football, man, I became a, a fan of players. I'm a fan of players. So I, I watched Jay Bromley. I watched Devontae Freeman in Atlanta. I watched guys who, you know, guys who I played with in school or played against. I watch any of those guys and root for them all. Um, really don't have a favorite team anymore. It's a little different for me. <laughs> so you, you, were, you were a Cowboy fan when you were at Syracuse. So you I was have... a Cowboys fan in Syracuse. I grew up a Cowboys fan here in here in Delaware. Uh, man, it was that star. It was all about that star. And so, so now you're more a, a more of a, a fan of the players and a fan of what's going on. Like you said, you Jay Bromleys and and whatnot, and Devontae Freeman's. Let me ask you this, because you played for the Falcons within the NFC South division. Drew Brees is gonna be forty years old. And his completion percentage is almost 80%. What are your thoughts on the NFC South and the Falcons right now? And then secondly, what are your thoughts on Drew Brees, who literally is growing like a fine wine, has only gotten better with time, and at just about 40 years old, the man has some of the best numbers he's ever had. And I think at this point, he has it's somewhere around 25 Touchdowns to two interceptions, I believe. So, big thing about the NFC South, there's there's a lot of good teams in there, or, or four good teams in it, man. They'll, they'll knock each other's heads off. Oh uh, man, I just think Coach Sean Payton's got the got a good wave going with Drew, and those guys been playing and coaching together for a long time. And man, you finally get a chance to get that two back system down, and they've been doing a really good job with Mark and and having uh, Alvin Kamara do do what he does. Uh, I think it's all about finding the right recipe for your offense. Um, defense playing well also. They did a really good job at, you know, the, the corner that they had last year. I think he won rookie of the year or something like that. 
I mean, they've done a good job. They've always been one of the top teams in the NFC South, so. And that positivity, what what they've been able to bring forward, what they've been able to do, obviously their backs, Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram, have done some great things. Who are your favorite backs in the NFL right now, Jerome? You had the opportunity to play there. You had the opportunity to be in Atlanta and obviously be around Devontae Freeman. Who are some of your favorite running backs as a former running back? Who are the ones that you love to watch? Favorite backs right now. Um, I'll, I'll be crazy if I didn't say um, my fellow Delaware guy, Wendell Smallwood for the Eagles. Um, I like Todd Gurley. I'm a big fan of Todd. I'm a big fan of Gus Edwards down in um, down in Baltimore. He was uh, he was a Syracuse commit, and he, uh, he ended up going to Miami. But it's all love. We still communicate nowadays. Um, I, I watch Gus, uh, Alvin Kamara. I like the guy out of um, I like the guy out of Denver. He's doing a really good job, um, just doing his, you know, doing his job, coming there as a rookie and just playing ball. Of course, Devontae, I played with Devontae and Tevin down in Atlanta. So those guys are going to be some of my favorite backs because I see to watch them. The Le'Veon Bell situation, I want to, before we get into Syracuse really quick here, I want to ask you about this. As a former running back, you know, obviously it's about longevity and it's about, you know, making sure that you secure yourself and, get some guaranteed money and whatnot. You had the opportunity to to be in the NFL. You had the opportunity to play. You know how quickly that can be taken away from a team making a decision or an injury that, that happens. So in Le'Veon's case, he leaves $14.5 million on the table. If you work 50 years making $100,000 a year, you will make $5 million in 50 years before taxes he was going to make $14.5 million in 16 weeks before taxes in one year of time, but not even a full year, not even a full half a year. He leaves that on the table. He doesn't come to play. He's losing a year of football. He's getting a year older. What do you think about the Le'Veon Bell situation? Oh, you got to stand for what you believe in, man. If you, if you believe you're going to be a – do you believe you still got everything you, you had those three years prior to when you were putting up those crazy numbers? got to bet on yourself again. You got to keep betting on yourself. Uh, you know, the business is a not-for-long league. And you, you bet on yourself. You think you should be getting paid more? Go to work and go go earn it. It's a definitely an earning league. He's definitely did his deal, though. Um, I, I, I know it's tough for him. I know it's tough for him because when you just look at the backs around him, they already got paid. Um, the Todd Gurley's, the Devontae Freeman, those guys that catch the ball a lot. They catch the ball and the running ball and can block really well. So those guys are, the, you know, the three-headed monster. Those guys can do everything. I think you got to pay a guy that does everything. Um, I think you're, I think you're learning now. Um, I know James Conner hasn't had, a, you know, the hot couple of weeks, but it's a long season. And those guys who can really do it and, and really can take care of business through a whole season, those are the guys you look for. And it's, it's easy to kind of be like a one-hit wonder, a one-year wonder. But those guys who constantly come back every year and are used to being the, the focus of the defense every year and, and still, you know, dominate, those are the guys. Those are the guys you got to pay because they have something. They got something the other guys don't have. And they're in a situation right now where he's trying to find his place. The rights are still with the Steelers. They can franchise tag him a third year. They can transition tag him or find a way to amicably part ways in a divorce that seems inevitable for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. Getting to Syracuse here with Jerome Smith, former Syracuse running back. Jerome, 
You know what it's like to go to a bowl game. You you know what it's like to go to a bowl game, win a bowl game, know what it feels like to have a winning season. We see Syracuse this year, 9-3. and three. I think that, you know, I trust my sources, and I believe that the Camping World Bowl at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, on December 28th is the one that, that fits this team. It's ACC Big 12. It's Syracuse, West Virginia. I think that this is all a potential, a possibility. I think it's a good one. What do you think about Syracuse's season? What have you seen from this team? Nine and three, first time winning at least nine games since dating back to 2001. What have you seen from the Orange this year in Dino Baber's third season? Man, Dino did a really good job of making these guys a family, man. These guys are a family. These guys play tough. They, um... They go hard, man. I I can't say anything bad except I wish we ran the ball more, but who am I? <laughs> but who am I? Uh, but, man, they, they did a really good job, man. They, re- they did a really good job of scoring points. I thought um I, I thought they were everything college football is now, and, and, you know, they were excited and they scored fast. I know when I came to the Louisville game, they, they scored in a blink of an eye, and I think it was like 37-7 maybe. In a blink of an eye, man, they just did a really good job at playing fast and and scoring points like he said they would. Uh, I know that their little motto is "Orange is the new fast." They definitely are fast. They score fast. They put up a lot of points, and, and that's what you want in college football nowadays. I was excited. I was proud to watch those guys. Dungey, Dungey, week in and week out, man. He showed he was a tough dude. He played big every week. Um, I'm excited for the future. Obviously, you got um really good guys. I'm excited to see that running back. I will be honest. I'm excited to see the running back from Oklahoma play. Along with uh, DeVito, uh, I love some of the offense. Uh, I know they had a guy who lived with Coach Babbers. I know that thought was, I thought that was pretty unique. Uh, man, the team's a great team. I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching them. I'm going to enjoy watching them play against West Virginia and beating West Virginia as usual. Considering there's about six kids from Delaware on West Virginia, I'm going to enjoy getting the chance to talk to them after the game, and it'll be exciting. Yeah, and, and you know, you know what it's like to to go toe to toe with West Virginia and hear all the trash talk of West Virginia and all the negativity of West Virginia, and to come out with a W over West Virginia. So you know they said it once, you beat them. They said it twice, you beat them. They said it the third time, you beat. Them. So I mean, for West Virginia. This is a rivalry that's obviously rooted in the old Big East, and it's 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 also a team that likes to trash talk Syracuse a lot, but Syracuse ends up with the victory. You know what it feels like to defeat them, so what can you say about the rivalry? Oh, man. A rivalry? you got to be competitive. Man, I, don't think, I don't think they've been competitive against us. In a few, you know, a few last times we played, I don't think they were competitive. But I think I think we are we're more built to play against those guys this year, considering their their high score high point scoring team. Um, I know we'll do a really good job of scoring points, so it'll be an exciting one for us. It'll definitely be an interesting game if that's how it shakes out with Syracuse going up against West Virginia and potentially the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Florida in Camping World Stadium, the former Citrus Bowl. Speaking here with Jerome Smith this morning, former Syracuse running back, former NFL running back as well. Jerome, uh, Eric Dungy, the the dog mentality. I agree with you that Syracuse should run the ball more. It would be, it would be great to see them run the ball more, especially with the talent that they have. 
So, you know, the, the they don't necessarily use the running backs, but they use Eric Dungy. What can you say about what you've seen from Dungy, what he's given to this team up to this point, and the dog mentality that he has when he's out there running the ball and passing the ball? All heart. He play all heart. He play with his whole heart. I mean, and, and I know as a college teammate, man, that's all you can ask from, from people. Play with your whole heart, man. He, he gives it every time he goes out there. He's definitely going to be remembered as one of the greats to wear, you know, to wear that orange uniform and play quarterback. Uh, I'm impressed by the kid. I know he'll have a good opportunity um, to play at the next level. and He'll just have to grow and, you know, keep expanding his game. Man, I think he'll be fine. He'll be good. Do you see him – do you see him as a, as an NFL player? Do you see him as an NFL quarterback? Or how? I mean, how do you see it shaking out? Should he be drafted? And would you draft him as a quarterback? Um, he is a quarterback. That's what he does, man. Absolutely, he's a quarterback. That's what he does. Uh, I think. Uh, I think he does. Uh, why not deserve a chance? You know, a lot of people said that Lamar Jackson wouldn't be a good quarterback in the NFL, but shoot, he's two and zero right now. Who am I? You know what I mean? Fit that guy in that situation. People didn't. People weren't really sure about Baker Mayfield, and you know, he kind of reminds me of a cheap Baker Mayfield. Who am I? He's tough. He has that grit to him. He has a swagger about him. He's a quarterback. I, I love him. I think he'll do great. And this this team, speaking here with Jerome Smith once again, getting to nine and three and doing what they've been able to do this season, like you said, it's a true family. Dino Babers, there's been that hashtag pay Dino. Make sure that Syracuse keeps Dino, does what they need to do to speak his language and, and keep him in Syracuse. What can you say about Dino Babers? Your thoughts on Dino Babers and what he's brought to the team? I know he wasn't your head coach. You had Doug Marone, but just what Dino Babers, you know, has done for this program, and if you feel that the hashtag pay Dino is in good taste and they should take care of the situation. Um, well, I, well, I definitely think it's something you should take care of, you know, sooner than later because uh, he's done his job. He's, he's proved everywhere he's been that they can throw the ball and they can, you know, put up high-quality numbers on the passing game. And, I mean, honestly, in college football, those guys are – are the guys that people want. So, I mean, I think you tie, you know, tie them up, keep them here. Uh, that's the best idea for us. Uh, I mean, I would hate to go through another rebuild and a whole another, you know, coaching change. Cause that, that does stunt the program. It stunts the program and makes it, you know, makes us have to go through that regrowth period. we got a head coach who's doing a really good job and he's getting the recruits we want. Uh, why not pay him? And that seems to be, you know, an, an easy thing Syracuse just has to figure out how they can do it. they got to speak his language because it has been a rebuild every three to five years for Syracuse. You don't want to have to go through that again, especially not this time around with all the success that is out there. Really quick, uh, Jerome, before I let you go, just you know what you can say, telling everybody about what you're currently doing right now, what's life like for Jerome Smith right now, and I know that you've been working with the youth of today, so just to speak on that as well. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually a dad. So I had my first daughter last year, so she's coming about coming about on a year. Um, open my own training facility here in Delaware, been um, been training kids and getting kids ready for college, and just, just preparing people for the next level. Um, I think um, when I came home, that was one of my biggest things is um, 
Delaware lack football, Delaware lack football IQ, and I just wanted to help bring some uh, awareness to strength and conditioning, working out, and you know what football could actually do for you if you take it serious, and what working hard does for you if you take it serious. So, man, looking forward to getting into some coaching next year. Gonna um see what I've learned from all those great coaches, man. I have some pretty good coaches in the past, and take what I learned from those guys and be able to use some of it. And to have that, to have that drive and that determination for you, you were taught, now you want to teach just how you've grown as a man, how you've grown as a person, and not just taking what you learned, but wanting to give what you've learned and, and, to, and to continue to pass the torch and pay it forward, just why that's important to you. Absolutely, man, absolutely. To give back and to give back people what you've learned, because obviously people don't haven't had the opportunity to be in the same meeting room with Doug Marone, who's not an NFL head coach. I had the opportunity to shoot the breeze on the plane with him, seeing him in the hotel, walk and talk to him every day, and just be able to, you know, just get a little bit of his mindset and, you know, be able to learn things from him. Not everybody had the opportunity to play for Coach Tyrone Wheatley. I had the opportunity to play for Coach Wheatley. Not everybody had the opportunity to play for Coach Hackett, you know, who's an offensive coordinator on two NFL teams. Uh, I mean, just taking some of those guys' knowledge and some of the things they taught me on and off the field is going to be, you know, priceless for some of these guys here. And the news that broke yesterday after my show that uh, Doug Marone, who had Nate Hackett as his offensive coordinator at Syracuse, at Buffalo, and at Jacksonville, firing him in the middle of the season here with five games to go. What's your reaction to that? Because you, Doug was your coach, Nate Hackett was your offensive coordinator, what is your reaction to Doug making the decision to break away from Nate Hackett, who he's been with for pretty much a decade now? Oh, man, sometimes you just need change. Figure those guys have been together for a long time. Those guys have been together for a long time. And, you know, sometimes direction is different. Shoot, you want to get out on your own boat. I mean, Hackett comes from a good football family. I'm sure he'll bounce right back on his feet and be somewhere doing some really good things. That coming from Jerome Smith. Jerome, uh, words of advice to the Syracuse team going to a bowl game, getting an opportunity, hopefully in late December to do it, hopefully in warm weather to do it. What's your best advice to them? Because Syracuse found success under you. Syracuse, uh, you know, when, when you were there and all the guys that, you know, comprise it, the Ryan Nassibs, the Jay Bromleys, the Zach Shabrains, the Justin Pews, the Alec Lemons, and, and Prince Tyson Gullies and so on and so forth. What would be your advice to this year's team as they get set for their first bowl for a lot, you know, for these seniors that are on the team and for, you know, the Dino Babers era as well as the first bowl game in five years overall and the first time being ranked in the top 25 in both polls in 17 years. What's your word of advice to these guys? Oh man, enjoy the process. Enjoy, enjoy going to a bowl game, man. Enjoy, enjoy the moment. Live in the moment. Enjoy everything that they have um, planned for you guys. And, and when it's game time, when it, you know when you guys roll into the hotel and you guys are starting to lock in the night before, it's it's football. It's regular football. Don't make it too big, but just just take care of the week ahead. People get people just like the Super Bowl. People get you know caught up in the things going on. Just take care of the week. Take care of the week. And as soon as you guys get out and get back on the field and get back in the meetings and the role of things, it's football again. 
that coming from Jerome Smith. Jerome, as always, I appreciate you. I hope the best for your family. Congratulations on being a dad. Congratulations on what your brother's been able to to do up in Maine. But, you know, you know it's all love all the way through, and, and hopefully you and I get some FaceTime sometime soon and, and can uh, can spend some time with each other. I appreciate the fact that uh, you are a constant reminder of why I'm in the business and why I do what I do. So I want to thank you for that. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. All right, I'll talk with you soon. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon.